You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Wednesday to you, and thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day. We've got a couple of things to do here on the podcast. First, I'll give you the announcement that I tease for a few days now. That'll be first on the podcast, and then we're going to dig into the New England Patriots. And I have some strong thoughts about the offense, the defense, and this overall game script in terms of how I think things are going to unfold and what the keys are for the Bills to have success both offensively and defensively. And so I'll share my thoughts on that in segments two and three today. But first, the announcement, which is that about six months ago, I was contacted by a book publisher to write a book on the Buffalo Bills. We agreed to a contract, and the book is almost fully written and is set to be available later this year. The title is Go Bills, and it's a book on the history of the Buffalo Bills. It includes a summary of the biggest storylines of every season in franchise history where you can also see the year-by-year lineups, statistical leaders, and Pro Bowl selections. And so you can go chapter by chapter, one year at a time, starting at the very beginning and going all the way until present day and relive every season in Buffalo Bills history. There's tons of beautiful pictures. There's breakout stories on the most notable players and moments in team history. There's all decade teams. There's a whole lot of great features in this book that really from cover to cover captures what's happened throughout the entire history of the Buffalo Bills in a concise manner. So you can learn more about the book and actually pre-order it right now. You can reserve your copy right now at buffalobillsbook.com. That's buffalobillsbook.com. You can pre-order it today, and there are incentives for purchasing it early, and we'll talk about that more in just a moment, but I'd love your consideration. It'd be a great book to have on any bookshelf or coffee table. It's a great gift idea, so if there are any Buffalo Bills fans in your life and you want to go ahead and get their Christmas present taken care of, you can purchase a few copies. Again, Go Bills, the title. You can purchase it at buffalobillsbook.com. And if you want an even better understanding of what the book is going to be, check out Kings of the North on Amazon.com. It's the same book I am writing about the Buffalo Bills, but it's for the Minnesota Vikings. And so that would give you a complete understanding of exactly what you're getting in Go Bills. Again, buffalobillsbook.com. You can pre-order today. I also want to make a comment on the title of the book, which, as I've said repeatedly, is Go Bills. And I have to give credit to Greg Thompson of Cover One. He had no idea at the time that he was so instrumental in naming this book, but I was trying to find ideas for the title. And I sent a text to a group chat that I'm in with a couple of other Bills podcasters and said, hey guys, I'm seeking some assistance on something. What words, phrases, or themes do you think resonate with Bills fans? Greg responded and said, quote, By far, the number one is Go Bills. It's like aloha in Hawaii. You can just say it for everything. 
it's hello, and it's probably more common than actually saying goodbye to people. And he's exactly right. And so that's how we got the name. So obviously, I'm super excited. It's been awesome becoming a student of the Buffalo Bills. It's going to make me a better podcaster. There's so many great stories, so many fascinating stories about this team uh, that I've learned, and I've learned more about what's actually happened. And it's it's made me a smarter Bills fan. It's going to make me a better Bills podcaster. And I can't wait to kind of dig into some of these stories with you guys as we hit the offseason and um, really reflect on what this franchise has gone through and how it got to the point that it is today. And so hopefully the final chapter of this book is about a Super Bowl win to close out the 2021 season. But uh, we'll see how this year plays out. Actually, to talk more about the book, I wanted to bring on the person who gave me this opportunity. So without further ado, I'm joined now by Ryan Jacobson, the president and publisher of Lake 7 Creative. And he's the one who contacted me about this opportunity to write Go Bills. And Ryan, first of all, thank you for asking me to write this book. And secondly, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. And uh, thank you for writing the book. It's, it's, it's turning out great. I'm excited to get it finished and get it out there into people's hands. It's going to be a beautiful book. It's been a lot of fun becoming a student of the Buffalo Bills as I researched and took on this project. And um, I think we've had great communication throughout the process. I look forward to writing the last little bit here and um, making it so that people will get it later this year. And so, Ryan, in your words, what exactly are people getting in this book? What, what does it offer? Well, the simple thing is it's the history of the Buffalo Bills. Um, and it's fun for me to learn about the Bills, too. I, I know very little. Like, I didn't know the Bills won two AFL championships. Um, I had no clue. And so I'm learning about the history of your team. And, and that's, that's what uh, the buyers and the readers are going to get too. It's a season by season history of the team. And uh, equally as interesting, uh, at least to me, uh, from a visual perspective, is uh, just a history of photographs of the team. The photography is going to be a beautiful supplement to the information that's presented. It's just a beautiful hardcover coffee table book. Well, you know, everybody talks about the four Super Bowl losses, but the 1964-1965 AFL championship teams are something we need to talk more about uh, because the Bills are not without a championship despite not having a Super Bowl. So one of the things that I'm really excited about with this book is obviously I've done a lot of work writing. You've done a lot of work in editing and and all the things that you're doing from the, the production side of things, but we want to involve the listeners of this podcast in the process. And part of this book is going to be the all decade team, each decade, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way through to where we are right now. And we want to have voting from listeners in terms of who those players should be at each position. And so as soon as the bill season's over, we are going to start doing some polls on social media. So that way people can be involved in picking these players. And um, I think it should create some really fascinating discussion and most importantly, I just love the idea of involving the people who are going to read this book and the people who have been a great supporter of me on this podcast. They have a little bit of a say in what's going to happen with this book. Yeah, absolutely. I love that wrinkle too. I love getting the fans involved because these are books, uh, these, uh, these beautiful coffee table books, they are books for the fans. And so for them to have an active part in it, um, I just think that is just a really nice symmetry to the whole thing. And also, if they don't like the choices, they only have themselves to blame. 
For sure. They can't just be mad at me for uh, for picking right. the player that they don't think was deserving. I can And I can blame other people too, so it goes both ways. Uh, what I love about this book as well is, because you've done one already on the Minnesota Vikings that we'll touch on in just a moment, and so I have a copy of it, and so I'm very impressed having it, but I think about, you know, I'm not a Vikings fan, but if I were, I would love to have this on my bookshelf to have on a coffee table. It'd be a great um, idea for a gift to give to somebody. And so it's available. People can pre-order Go Bills right now at uh, buffalobillsbook.com. And so Ryan, maybe some information for the listeners here on how to get it and maybe what some of the incentives are for pre-ordering the book. Yeah, absolutely. You said it. Um, the web the website we got is buffalobillsbook.com. Uh, should be pretty easy to remember. Um, and you can get you can pre-order the book. Uh, the book will be coming out um, to the general public in September. But those who pre-order are going to get it a few weeks early. They'll get it as soon as we have it in our hands. Uh, some of them might even get their copy before you get yours. Uh, <laughs> they pre-order it. And on top of that, uh, we're giving a 20% discount. Um, we also offer free shipping when people order off the website. And we're, we're trying to do a couple of other special things too. Uh, we're going to get some, uh, some uh, autographs in there from you into the, into the books that get pre-ordered. And we're also going to give an exclusive trading card that, uh, that we're making for the, for the book too. So um, all of that, and all you got to do is go there and it's only, it's $25 retail. So at 20% off, uh, it's only $20 for this beautiful full color hardcover book. Buffalobillsbook.com. You can pre-order it today and get all of those incentives and have uh, a nice new book in your hands about the end of the summer or so, right when the, uh, the next season is about to kick off. And so I do want to, before we let you go here, Ryan, I want to talk a little bit about why we're here. You know, like I mentioned, you, you did a book on the Minnesota Vikings. And so uh, maybe just some comments on that, why you chose me to write this book and why you chose the Buffalo Bills as the next team to cover in, in the start of this series that Lake 7 Creative is, is putting together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the story actually starts with a book we did called History of Heartbreak. And that was one of the earliest sports books that we ever published. We have primarily been a children's book publisher. But um, we got this, this book, History of Heartbreak, which is about the 100 most heartbreaking moments that Minnesota sports fans have had to endure. So if uh, Buffalo Bills fans want to comm uh, commiserate their memory, <laughs> uh, I said that wrong. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. But if Buffalo Bills fans... Uh, you know, want a taste of what some other sports bases have suffered through. This is a great book. Um, I wrote that book and that got me focused on doing more sports books because it was pretty successful. I got a manuscript from an author, Chad Israelson, and he wrote a Minnesota Vikings history and it became this beautiful book. And before we even published that book, I thought the book turned out so well that I wanted to, to expand. I wanted to do books for another fan base. And uh, my thoughts immediately turned to Buffalo. Um, you and I have talked about this a little bit off air, but uh, Buffalo Bills fans and Minnesota Vikings fans have a lot in common. And um, we talk a lot about with my friends here that, you know, if you're going to have a second favorite team in Minnesota, it should be the Buffalo Bills. And uh, so that made me think, well, let's do the Buffalo Bills next. And I, I reached out to you. I found you um, via your podcast and I reached out to you and I was thrilled when you said, yes, you would like to write it. And so the rest, as they say, is history. I was thrilled to have the opportunity. I've enjoyed doing the project so much. And I'll, I'll share a story that I don't think I've ever told on this podcast or told many people. But back when the Bills were 
subject to new ownership. And there was a lot of fear about where the team was going to go. Were they going to move to Toronto or, or something else? I began the process of considering a new favorite team. And I went through a very extensive criteria. And I think anyone who listens to this podcast or knows me knows that I had a very set, you know, very particular process that I wanted to undertake to pick this new team that I told myself I was going to love as much as I did the Buffalo Bills, right? Probably easier said than done, but I was prepared because I didn't want to root for a team that wasn't in Buffalo. That was important to me. And so we went through, me and my brother, we went through the entire NFL and got it down to like four teams that we were willing to commit to. And the one that we settled on was the Minnesota Vikings. And the reasons were primarily because of like the, the book title says it, the history of heartbreak. We didn't want to pick a team that had this decorated um, history of success and Super Bowls. And not that either team hasn't had success. They really have had a lot, but they've never won a Super Bowl. And the, the Vikings had lost four Super Bowls, not in a row, but they've lost four. And they've had a lot of really good teams that couldn't quite um, you know, finish it out and uh, passionate fan base. And they had just gotten the new stadium there in Minnesota. And I'm like, yeah, this I can buy into this. And so that was my choice. Didn't have to come to it. I, I Fortunately, Terry Pagula purchased the Bills. They stayed in Buffalo, and I didn't have to make that decision. Uh, but I was prepared to pivot to the Vikings um, if it came down to it. And so there's a, a story that I've never shared on this podcast, and people know that my, my alternative was the Vikings, but neither here nor there. The Bills stayed in Buffalo, and here we are today. I'm writing a book on the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. You can purchase it at buffalobillsbook.com. Pre-order your copy today. Tons of incentives, and I certainly would appreciate your consideration. And Ryan, thanks again for uh, allowing me to do this project. You bet, and thank you for doing it. It's been great getting to know you, and it's been a lot of fun working with you. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. And Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. You want to eat healthy, but it gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they have great nutrition facts. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of of protein. They are healthy for you. They taste delicious and they help you eat healthy. And they have so many great flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what is new. And of course, I have a deal for you. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, folks, let's get ready for round three against the New England Patriots playoff matchup this time around. And so we're going to do our primer, but it's going to be a little bit different because this is the third time in seven weeks that the Bills and Patriots have played. And so what I really want to focus in on are the keys to this game and the way I think this game is going to unfold and how the Bills can win this football game and what those challenges are going to be. So let's start with the nuts and bolts, and then let's have a conversation about the Patriots' offense 
and then about the Patriots' defense and what the Bills need to do to advance to the divisional round. So as you know, the Buffalo Bills are set to host the New England Patriots in the wild card round of the AFC playoffs. The game will be played on Saturday, January 15th at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York. The game will be broadcasted on CBS. Ian Eagle is on the play-by-play. Charles Davis is the game analyst. And Evan Washburn is the sideline reporter. The two teams have played each other one time ever previously in the playoffs. The Patriots won that game back in 1963. As for recent history, the Bills are 3-1 and one against the New England Patriots over the last two seasons. And as I've stated, this is the third time in seven weeks that the Bills and Patriots will play. The last time was just a few weeks ago, December 26th, week 16, where the Bills won 33-21 in Foxborough. And as for the weather report, as of the recording of this podcast on Tuesday afternoon, January 4th, the weather report for Sunday, courtesy of weather.com, is calling for temperatures around zero degrees, light winds around six miles an hour, and probably no precipitation. So it is going to be frigid. It's going to be cold. And so we'll obviously talk about that as part of the offense and defensive conversation that we're going to have. So regarding the Patriots' offense, let's start with some of the injury concerns that they have. Their left tackle, Isaiah Wynn, he got injured against the Miami Dolphins and did not finish that game. They brought in Justin Heron to relieve him, but my guess would be if Wynn is unable to go, they will move right tackle Trent Brown to left tackle, and then Michael Anwenyu will be the right tackle. And Anwenyu is a very good right tackle. He was their starter last year, and uh, Trent Brown came back via free agency, and he's their right tackle. And Anwenyu has been kind of this utility blocker, but my guess would be that he would play right tackle. Trent Brown would go to left tackle if Isaiah Wynn is unable to go. Otherwise, they're in pretty decent shape. They have a bunch of players listed on their injury report as limited. Nobody did not practice on Tuesday, but both Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, who are their top two running backs, they got injured against the Miami Dolphins, but they finished the game. But it's worth mentioning that they are a little bit banged up, which is probably to be expected for an NFL running back this time of year. So now I have some different thoughts here, four different thoughts here that are heavy on my mind as I consider this game on Sunday. The first thing is that the Patriots are going to run the football. They're going to run it again. And then after that, they're going to run it some more. We talked about these temperatures. It's going to be around zero. They have Damian Harris, who is 5'10", 216, Ramondre Stevenson, who is 6'2", 246, and Brandon Bolden, who is 5'11", 220. These are big, dense backs. That's the collection of running backs you want to have in a game like this behind a big, massive offensive line that is very good at run blocking. They've got that fullback that's a complete hammer. In zero-degree temperatures, they want to get after you with this run game, this big, physical, powerful run game. And so the Bills have to expect the run. They're going to run the football. And so it's going to be a battle of attrition. If you want to feel sorry for yourself that it's cold, 
and not be tough and play downhill and fight for your gap and make tackles, it's going to be a long day for the Bills' defense. But they're going to run the football. Which leads me to point number two. Bill Belichick wants to shorten this game. He wants to keep Josh Allen on the sideline and test the toughness of the Bills' defense in zero-degree temperatures. And I referenced this on the podcast yesterday, and I want to bring it up again today because I think this is a great embodiment of who Bill Belichick is as a defensive-minded head coach. I'm going back to the 91 Super Bowl between the Bills and the Giants. Bill Belichick was the Giants' defensive coordinator. The Bills entered that game with the number one scoring offense in the NFL. They had unleashed the no-huddle K-gun offense as the primary scheme late in that season, and they were humming. Scored 51 points and had over 500 yards of offense in the AFC Championship game in the win over the Raiders. Thurman Thomas led the league in yards from scrimmage. And what did the Giants do? They were underdogs in that game. Nobody really gave them a chance. But the Giants played a clock control game, even though the Bills had a 12-3 lead in the second quarter. The Giants possessed the ball for 40 minutes and 33 seconds. The Bills possessed the ball 19 minutes and 27 seconds. And we saw in the last meeting between the Bills and Patriots where New England was down late in that game. They didn't necessarily play with a lot of urgency and tempo. This is a clock control offense that wants to run the football. They want to shorten the game, limit possessions, keep Josh Allen off the field, and keep their offense on the field. So that's going to be their script. I would expect them to attack the edges of the Bills' defense. Obviously, they're going to run the football, but the screen game, quick passes to the flats, outside runs, it's going to be cold, and they're going to dare the Bills to make tackle after tackle after tackle against these bruising running backs. They'll probably get John U. Smith going out in the flats and give him opportunities to work after the catch in space and toss all these big bodies at you and say, you got to tackle us for 60 minutes. So do it or don't if you're the Bills defense, but it's, it's a game where you're going to have to put that coldness aside and play tough physical downhill football. The other thing that I'll say here about the Patriots' offense is that one of the big differences now compared to the last time these two teams played is that Nelson Aguilar, one of their receivers, is healthy. He had a concussion, didn't play in Week 16. He's back. And we know how Mac Jones fared against the Bills' defense in the last meeting. He was 14 of 32, did not throw the football well. He also didn't have Nelson Aguilar. And it's not that Nelson Aguilar is this dynamic, game-breaking, can't-stop-him type receiver, but his presence in the lineup impacts their offensive spacing. Nelson Aguilar is a legitimate outside threat and a vertical threat. And the way the Bills' defense spaced the field last time these two teams played was very much in a way that dared New England to throw the football outside the numbers. They clogged up the middle of the field, which restricted their offense, and they didn't have Nelson Aguilar, and they said, okay, Mac Jones, if you can beat us outside the numbers, go ahead. But we don't think you have the arm to do it. And I'm not saying that the Bills shouldn't subscribe to a similar philosophy this time around, but Nelson Aguilar is a type of receiver that you have to account for down the field. 
And so because of that, it's going to impact the spacing. They're going to have better spacing, and that should create more opportunities for guys like Jacoby Myers and Hunter Henry at tight end and guys that weren't a big enough part of their game plan last time around. So I expect a heavy, heavy, heavy dose of the run. But when they throw the football, that's going to be a key factor for the Bills' defense to be mindful of. And so I've said it repeatedly, I'm expecting a ton of runs, a few spot throws down the field, and quick passes, screen plays, force the Bills to tackle. The Patriots will be very content to play clock control offense and punt the football if they have to. They know the limitations of their offense. They know the strengths of their offense. And they're fully aware of the opponent that they're facing. This game for the Bills' defense is going to be about selling out to stop the run and daring Mac Jones to beat you throwing the football. Bill Belichick is fully aware of what his team is and is not on offense. And under these circumstances where it's going to be frigid, I think we know exactly what we're going to get. And that's one thing, but it's another thing to go out there and meet the moment and put the cold aside and play downhill, make tackles, and do everything that you need to do to defend against the run and not fall victim to what Bill Belichick is going to challenge you, which is toughness and your willingness to make tackles for 60 minutes. Hey, Bills fans, this is Joe Marino with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account, and you can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and they have a newly updated website, so go on over and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, and BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, let's talk about this Patriots defense against the Bills offense and what the Bills need to do offensively to have success on Saturday night. First of all, the injuries, Christian Barmore, their defensive tackle, their rookie defensive tackle, who is looking like a really good player. He was a problem for the Bills last time they played. He left the game on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins on a cart, and he was limited in practice on Tuesday, and that'll be a situation worth monitoring because he's a good player. He's a very disruptive defensive tackle. Also, Deonta Hightower, their starting middle linebacker, and Kyle Duggar, one of their starting safeties, they both missed 
last week's game against the Miami Dolphins. So their statuses will be something to keep an eye on. And then Jalen Mills, one of their starting cornerbacks, he was placed on the COVID list on Tuesday. So that is another one to keep an eye on. So the specifics that I have in mind for the Bills on offense against this Patriots defense. The first thing on my mind is remember why you won last time and had all that offensive success and we praised Josh Allen for having arguably the best game of his career and don't count on everything being exactly the same. Remember that game? Josh Allen was heroic with some of those third down conversions and some of those fourth down conversions. Isaiah McKenzie played out of his mind and the pass protection was incredible and it really allowed Josh Allen to be comfortable, to be patient, to pick his spots. They ran those over routes with Isaiah McKenzie and the Patriots really didn't adjust. And so just be mindful that those things were why you had so much success and you should definitely try those things again. But it's also important to understand that that exact same script isn't likely to work again. New England's aware of why they lost that game last time. And so you need to have wrinkles built in and how you're going to evolve that game plan and have more success this time. And I think it really comes back to the ancillary weapons of this offense to play a big role. I have expectations for Josh Allen to play well and for Stephon Diggs to play well. But I think it's also critical for guys like Gabriel Davis and Dawson Knox and Cole Beasley for those guys to have a prominent role in this offensive game plan and really use the depth of your weapons because it's going to take everyone to keep this offense on schedule and score. The Patriots defense is really good and they have a really good coach that knows how to scheme up defense. And so He's going to dare you to use your other weapons, and you have the other weapons to be successful. So, yeah, Diggs needs to be a big part of this, but Knox, Davis, Beasley, those guys need to as well. So that's number one. Number two is the Patriots, last time they played soft zone defense, they dared Josh Allen to be patient, and we know how that turned out. And so I'm expecting some shifts in the way that they play Josh Allen this time around. I think you're going to see more man coverage. You're going to see more blitzing. You're going to see more single high looks. And they're going to dare Josh Allen to speed up his process and hit some spot throws down the field. And Josh Allen's deep passing has not been good of late. Over the last four games, Josh Allen is 3 of 16 on passes targeted 20 yards or more down the field. And so. I think the deep ball is going to be important in this football game because I think it's going to be there. You have to hit it. And there's been some misfires lately. Some good looks, but some misfires. So I think that's going to be a critical part of this football game. Number three, run the ball. The Bills rushing offense is absolutely peaking right now with Devin Singletary, with Josh Allen. The Patriots' run defense is struggling right now. The New England Patriots have allowed 984 rushing yards in their last six games. That's an average of 164 per game. The Miami Dolphins, who have the worst rush offense in the NFL, ran it all over this team last week. You have to be able to run the ball against this team. And 
Josh Allen running the ball, Devin Singletary running the ball, especially if they give you man coverage. If they give you man coverage, Josh has got to take off. His legs have to be a big part of this game plan. So my number three point is run the ball and take advantage of a suspect Patriots run defense over the last six games. Number four, this is pretty obvious, but pass protection is key. I just talked about why I think New England is going to be a bit more aggressive with the way they attack the pocket. And going back to that week 16 win over New England, Josh Allen's average time to throw was 3.22 seconds. That was the second highest of the season and one of only a few times this year where he was over three seconds. And so if you want Josh Allen to replicate some of those ingredients of the last win, you better give him time because that was a big reason why he was able to hit those throws and dice up the Patriots defense. And then number five, this is another basic one, but I have some good data to share here. You have to get a lead on this team. The Patriots over their last three losses, so they're they're one in three over their last four games, New England is. And in those three losses against the Colts, Bills, and Dolphins, they were outscored by 37 points in the first half. And we know what that means. That means they have to get away from the run, and Mac Jones has to be the catalyst for their offense because they can't lean on the run game like they want to. So you have to get a lead on this team. In those three losses that we talked about, Colts, Bills, and Dolphins, again, one and three over the last four games, the Patriots averaged 39 dropbacks per game. That's a losing formula for them. In those three losses, Mac Jones has seven turnovers. So the more this team relies on Mac Jones, the more they struggle. I'm going to give you a statistic courtesy of Matthew Fairburn, who covers the Patriots for The Athletic. Matt said, the Patriots have allowed 33% of their touchdowns in the first quarter and have allowed an opposing quarterback rating of over 100 in the first quarter and 70.3 or below in every other quarter. Starting fast on this team, getting on top of this team quickly, and forcing them to get out of that run game and become more dependent on Mac Jones to hit throws against your elite secondary, that's the script for the Bills. And so I feel like we know this team. I feel like the script that each team needs to subscribe to is quite clear. Now, obviously, turnovers, the kicking game, special teams in general is going to play a big part in this game. But from an offense and defense perspective, both teams know what they have to do. Comes down to execution. Don't make mistakes. And be ready to play in some frigid temperatures in western New York. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this primer, and I hope that you'll consider purchasing Go Bills, which is now available for pre-order at buffalobillsbook.com. I was so excited to share this news with you. I've been working on this book for a while now, and so it's super exciting for me to get to share it with you. And obviously, I can't wait until later this year when you guys can get your hands on it and relive the entire history of the Buffalo Bills and 
be able to have it on your bookshelf or coffee table to reference at any point that you feel led to. That's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. Tomorrow, our crossover preview with Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots. We've been talking to him quite a bit this year. One more conversation to be had, and I'm anxious to get his side of things for the rubber match, right? The Bills won the division, and now the Patriots have a chance to disrupt the Buffalo Bills season. So that is coming your way tomorrow. Another reminder, tonight is the Instagram Live where we are going to have our giveaway. 9 p.m. Eastern time, Instagram. My handle is the underscore Joe Marino. My wife and I will be on there. We're going to do the giveaway. We'll do some Q&A. We'll have some fun and hang out for a little bit on a Wednesday night. So 9 p.m. Eastern time. Again, Instagram. The handle is the underscore Joe Marino. All right, folks, as usual, I would love it if you took a second to rate, review, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.